Hey folks, it's Julian here. So, uh, you remember when we came back from hiatus and I said that we were kind of going into beta, uh, because things had changed and we were working on the format and scheduling and stuff like that? Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, because you may have noticed that our most recent episode is pretty late. In fact, uh, by the time it comes out, it will have been um, a month late. Uh, the reason for that is there were some scheduling conflicts. Patrick was at his big tech convention that he's been promoting. And then when we got back together the following week, uh, the new Skype update basically borked our show and we couldn't get things rolling. So we're working on that and trying to either A, figure out what the hell's going on with it, or B, just move to a different recording method. Uh, but in the meantime, I have something here for you. It's a little special that I've cobbled together just to get something out into the feed uh, because I feel bad having you guys without the show for so long and then us just go missing for almost a month. So uh, hopefully you enjoy this special Resurrection of Digital Mystery Tour. We'll just go ahead and jump right into it. If you remember Digital Mystery Tour back when uh, Angela and I were doing that on a pretty regular basis, we tried to basically pick four to six songs that had some sort of theme revolving around them. Uh, the games that I selected for this special, the only really th real theme is that these are some of my favorite games that I've played in 2018. Uh, some of them are brand new, some of them are quite old. But this is kind of what I've been up to this year, and I wanted to highlight some of those games, especially because there'll be a couple games in this episode that I haven't talked about on the show before, and in one case probably won't get a chance to talk about it just because it's been a while since I've played it. Uh, so we'll roll on into the first game. So the first game up on this special musical edition of Dirt Without Pants is a game that I haven't talked about on the show yet, and it's one that I was really looking forward to talking about on the next episode. I still am, but originally I was going to be talking about this episode, or I was going to be talking about this game on an episode releasing literally the day after the game was launching, and now, by the time we get to talk about it on NWP, uh, the game will have been out for a while, and my review is already up on the site, and old news, but this first track comes from Yakuza Kiwami 2, uh, the title track is The End of the Dogma. Uh, the thing I like about the Yakuza music is that it's very butt-rocky in a very specific Sega way that harkens back to the Sega Saturn, especially like their import-only games like Fighting Vipers of all things. Um, a lot of the tracks don't necessarily stand out. They're just really good tracks uh, when you're in the moment. And then, of course, you have all the crazy karaoke stuff and... If you really want a laugh, go and check out the uh, Majima Construction theme song, which is an anthem sung by the workers of Majima Construction, which is its own crazy thing. Uh, I couldn't find a singular composer for this song. Uh, there was an ensemble suite of composers for Yakuza Kuwami 2's soundtrack. We have Hidenori Shoji, Hideki Sakamoto, Norihiko Hibido, and Takahiro Izutani. And some of you may recognize the name Norihiko Hibino from the old uh, 
Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know if that would have been on Digital Mystery Tour, but you may recognize his name. Uh, he was one of the lead composers on Metal Gear Solid 4, and I actually have his autograph on my limited edition copy. So here we go with Yakuza Kiwami 2, The End of the Dogma.
All right, now that I've got your blood pumping with all of that butt rocky goodness, I thought I would take things down a notch with my next game, which is an older game that I missed the first time around, and I have not talked about Onwards Without Pants at all. Uh, there just didn't seem to be a good place to slot it in. I played it during our hiatus, and it was an amazing game, and I played it in one sitting and have thought about it a lot since, but haven't really had a chance to talk about it on the show, and that game is Oxenfree, which is a kind of point-and-click adventure-ish style game, uh, very similar in tone, I think, to Night in the Woods, but much creepier and with a really cool hook into the overall game that I wouldn't... I can't even really talk about it without spoiling anything. I, I would just say, if any of that sounds good to you, go check out Oxenfree, because it's really, really good. This track is called Beacon Beach. It was composed by Andrew Rohrman, who goes by the online handle Scientific, spelled S-C-N-T-F-C. And I don't know how many of you pay attention to the musical selections for the show, but I do try to put some effort into the musical breaks on every episode. And some of you may have noticed that I've gotten pretty into 80s electronica and synth lately. Uh, this song definitely hits that note, but also Final Fantasy VII fans, let me know in the comments if this track sounds at all similar to you to the Shinra Corporation theme, because the first time that I heard uh, this track in the game, I got a very distinct Final Fantasy VII vibe from it. So here we go with Beacon Beach from Oxenfree. Thank you. 
Oh, that that track gives me shivers because that game gives me shivers. It's uh, it's one of those stealth horror games in the sense that I didn't know that it was going to be scary until I started playing it, and I was not prepared for that because I think I started playing it at like uh, one in the morning just on a whim, and then didn't put it down until four a.m. or something like that, and then couldn't sleep and had to watch like some funny stuff on YouTube. Uh, next up comes from this year's God of War. Uh, this track is called The Dragon, and it's composed by Bear McCreary, who is becoming pretty prolific in television and, uh, movies. I know him best from Outlander. Don't at me. Uh, but he also worked on Battlestar Galactica, which is my favorite sci-fi series of all time. He's worked on Black Mirror. He worked on 10 Cloverfield Lane. Uh, he's working on the upcoming Godzilla film, but... His music is very impactful and evocative, and you definitely hear that with this track. So here we go with God of War, The Dragon.
I'll be honest, you can throw in Latin style chanting or just chanting in general, like with like sort of like an operatic feel to it. And you've pretty much won me over. It doesn't really matter what the rest of the composition is. Uh, I've actually got another song that's very similar to that coming up, but I thought I would break things up because I realized that not ever that not everybody will be as big a fan of that type of music as I am. So next we have a track from a game that I was really high on when I first started playing it, and have cooled on it quite a bit since, but I will definitely be going back to it at some point. That would be Octopath Traveler for the Nintendo Switch. I love what they did as far as advancing the genre of RPGs forward as far as the battle system and taking that 16-bit style but really bringing it into the modern age. It's a gorgeous game. I think they took a lot of step back, a lot of, a lot of steps backward when it comes to characterization and story and pacing. But one thing that you cannot criticize this game on is its soundtrack. It is just phenomenal. Uh, the track that I have for you here is Decisive Battle 2. Uh, this is composed by Yasunori Nishiki, uh, who has really mostly worked on games that didn't get released outside of Japan, with the exception of Octopath Traveler and Never Dead. Do you guys remember Never Dead? You, know, you probably don't, because no one needs to remember Never Dead. But yeah, this is Decisive Battle 2 from Octopath Traveler. Enjoy.
All right, closing out this uh, hastily put together special edition of Nerds Without Pants is a track that I've actually, I've actually featured on the show before, but I put it in here because I love it, and this way I can feature the entire song. It's the oldest game on this collection. Uh, it actually comes from The Witcher 3, which I finally sat down and started playing uh, a couple months ago and just completely got absorbed by. The only reason that I haven't finished it is because I was reviewing Yakuza Kiwami 2, but unfortunately now we've got Dragon Quest XI and Spider-Man on the way, so I'm not sure when I'm getting back to that. But I will, because I love The Witcher 3. Uh, this is one of my favorite battle themes, period. Probably historically, it's incredible. This is Steel for Humans. If you don't know, the thing with The Witcher is that uh, Geralt uses two blades. He uses a silver one for monsters and a steel one for humans and beasts. And that's what this track title refers to. It was composed by... Marcin Shibilovich, uh, which is a mouthful to say. I actually had to look up how to pronounce it, but he is mostly a CD Projekt Red guy. He, he's done a couple things outside of them, but he's really worked on the Witcher series. He's, uh, he worked on Gwent and he's working on the upcoming Cyberpunk 2077 game. So knowing that, I know that the soundtrack for Cyberpunk is in good hands. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I apologize for the lengthy time between shows. We'll get on track. We're still in beta. There's a reason for that, but uh, we're, we're figuring things out slowly but surely. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening. Keep it pantsless internet, and enjoy Steel for Humans from The Witcher 3. Goodbye. <laughs>